everyone. Thanks for joining Formerly Christian. This is Anusha. Thank you for uh, visiting this podcast and the different segments and listening in. I hope you're spreading the word. I hope that you are growing spiritually or consciously. I hope that you are getting better. I know that, you know, we're in times of just so many questions and so many, um, so much information uh, in this century. I mean, one of the greatest part of living in this um, century is that you're going to be inundated by so, so much information. You're going to have to uh, take time to examine information, digest it, uh, you know, agree to it or disagree to it. Uh, we are living in a time of information overload, but, uh, you know, for me specifically, like I don't watch, um, I don't watch mainstream media. I don't feel like mainstream media is given, um, accurate, critical thinking and analysis type stories. So, you know, I, I stay away from mainstream media. I, I look to YouTube for documentaries. I read books because I'm a history person. I love history. So I, I like knowing what happened in the past because I'm a firm believer that what happened in the past is still influencing the current, um, you know, century. And it will be that way for, you know, many more generations. And we have to come to terms with that because so much uh, information that is unveiling itself uh, now, and we have to make a decision as to, um, you know, how valuable is that information? How is this information go going to allow us to change something in this universe or in, on Earth? And I, I just, I encourage you to, you know, be an open-minded individual, to always be, um, you know, open-minded. I can't, I can't even think of another word. I, I implore you to always, uh, you know, look at the world and how it's working and not just remain firm in your belief and your opinion. Um, you have to, you know, walk this universe and the earth as though you are in the midst of others. Matter of fact, you're in the midst of over 7 billion people. And you have to try to create some level of understanding toward how, toward how those people live and kind of connect that to how you live. I feel like that's the best way to live life. Uh, certainly, you don't want to isolate yourself at any point. Uh, if you're a believer in God, you, will, you should never believe that God would want you to be isolated or that God would want you to you know, travel this, this world by yourself. It's not... It's lonely. It, it would not. It would not benefit you to um, just do that. Or to live this life in you know a very uh, isolated manner. So I, I hope that you are you know growing as an individual. I hope that you know uh, whether it's belief in God or um, you know more awareness about the universe and about yourself. The main idea is that you are you are growing. You are. You are not stuck in one way of thinking or that you are not believing that um, life should just be um, navigated through one channel or through one belief or through one idea. Uh, life gives us many opportunities to, you know, to change, to edit, to rearrange. And uh, we have to take advantage of that. We have to be open-minded enough to um, understand that I, what life wants for us, what God wants for us is betterment, is improvement, advancement, right? And as a spiritual person, someone who still believes in God, I, you know, 
I sometimes struggle with that some days, of course, as a human being and everything that I face on a daily basis. I have to remind myself that um, God is in my life, that I am not traveling this road alone, that God is walking with me and God is my um, my refuge when everything else is not looking as though it's going to come together. So, you know, just um, take time to, to look at yourself, to um, examine yourself, to figure out your purpose here enough and don't get lost in all the um, shenanigans of the world and everything that everybody else is doing. Make sure you define who you are and what is it that you should be doing while you are here. So I've been talking a lot about, you know, the patriarchy and, you know, all of the Abrahamic religions. And yeah, it's exhausting to talk about it. It's very um, visible, right, in those religions. And specifically Christianity, of course, it's just um, it's just so saturated, including the story of Jesus um, and how, you know, God supposedly sent another man to the universe to uh, do everything that the biblical story of Jesus says um, he did. So, you know, unfortunately, um, I want to talk about uh, Paul. Go figure. Don't laugh. (laughs) I want to talk about Paul. And I want to talk about Paul um, as a writer. Uh, You know, I, I probably said this before that, you know, when whomever is writing, um, you have to question their intention. When you're reading that person's work, you have to question why they wrote what they wrote. You have to um, analyze that. Uh, instead of just agreeing to, you know, to what they say, you know, you need to not um, just wholeheartedly accept the writings of Paul as a Christian. Um, you know, I as a you know when I practice Christianity, of course I. I believe the story, I thought it was a very elaborate story and, you know, it, it makes sense that so many people believe it um, because the gospels are really just that. They are so extensive. You want to conclude that, yes, uh, this story is, is true because it has so many components of a good story, right? Um but, you know, after I left Christianity and I started looking at the research of everything that Paul wrote, started to learn more about Paul himself. Uh, of course, I have a different uh, outlook on that. And, you know, the outlook is that um, Paul was was a Rome sympathizer uh, because Rome at that point was uh, experiencing a, a literature uh, phenomena. OK, and. Paul was the person to create this new um, new image of enlightenment that Paul was writing based on writings of the Old Testament and putting a twist to it, a twist of, uh, you know, brotherhood and uh, betterments and just, you know, coming out of coming away from the Old Testament into a new way of thinking. So. What I would learn about Paul is that a famous family in Rome, you know, uh, kind of like hired him to write everything that he wrote. So there are some contradictions in the Gospels, in the writings of Paul. And, you know, they they are they are extensive. So I'm not going to take that on today. I I may take that on at a later time. But 
I want to take on the, the covenant of sin or the law of sin, according to Paul, because as you know, the gospels were written by Paul. Paul sat and wrote gospels, wrote letters, I should say. Letters is what he did write. And those letters were to different churches, you know, um, about um, the new idea, the new way of looking at life away from the Old Testament um, or some some stories or some um, messages from the Old Testament were transferred into Paul's writing and Paul's message to those different churches. So there is that um, the carrying over of information and it is emblazoned in Paul's writing. But in terms of, you know, Paul writing about um, sin and, you know, saying that, for example, uh, he wrote that all of us are sinful and we supposedly uh, fall short of, of God's love or God's glory because we are just sinful people. We were born into sin. We are sinful and we, we are never good enough to, um, you know, um, be God's children or to consider ourselves God child, God's children. Now, that is... Um, that is such a dangerous um, message. And sometimes when I was in church, I would hear those, um, those verses, you know, and I would think to myself like, man, that's, it's like, at what point do I, do I exit the sinful status? And at what point do people around me exit that status? Because it's like, we don't want to be a sinner or considered or called a sinner every day of our life. At some point we have to, you know, exit from that. But according to Christianity and according to the writings of Paul, that literally does not happen. Like from the day you're born, uh, you are a sinner and then the, the life you live will be of sin. And then until your death, you will all, all you will ever be is a sinner. And it's, it's just, you know, you, in terms of bringing God into this, um, I, I feel like, the God to whom I pray to doesn't view me as a sinner, but that God views me as a child that needs direction sometimes. Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings going for a human experience, right? And we're going to have ups and downs. We're going to face difficulties. We're going to have great days, bad days. And I just have a hard time believing that God punishes me um, because, you know, because God views me as unimportant or God sees me as uh, a sinner every day of my life. I just feel like God acts as a um, mother slash father, however God looks, I don't know. And God just guides. God is the greatest supporter of us. And God guides us even in our days when we are not, um, we're not the best and we are expressing that in different in the different ways that we express anger, frustration, or whatever we express. I feel like God does not hold that against us, but that we grow from it. Um, you know, it it's it's just human nature. But for Paul to say that we we are just sinners and that we don't deserve God's love, well, that's um that's a little hard. <laughs> that's a little hard to digest. And you know, it goes on. It goes on to say that, for example, in Romans, that the law is spiritual and that we are enslaved to sin. It's like, man, that gets even worse. Enslaved means that that is just, it's ingrained in, in us, that we are never going to be anything 
other than sinners. So Paul is is saying a lot, of of course, um, but you definitely have to look beyond Paul's writing to understand your your spiritual life, um, to understand your relationship with God, because uh, your relationship with God is not about punishment. God is not about punishment. God is about it's about learning. It's about growing. So you you as a believer must believe that you um you know you are you're you're going to be fine even if you have a hard day and you you express that day that frustration of the day um you can overcome those things but you have to you have to uh get into the mindset that you are responsible for everything that you do in this life you are to hold yourself accountable for your journey and not rely on um, the writings of Paul, for example, where, you know, in the words of Paul or the messages of Paul, uh, where, you know, Jesus dies on the cross and supposedly we can be as sinful as we possibly can. And, um, you know, our sins will be remedied because Jesus died on the cross. Uh, Not so uh, because, uh, we, you know, we we have to be we have to be human beings who who are considerate of how we treat others or what we do in this life, and that's called accountability. You are not to believe that uh, because as a Christian, Jesus died on the cross. Therefore, I can be as as mean and nasty and violent as I possibly can, and that all I have to say is Jesus, and then my sins are forgiven. No, that is not that is not how a person of faith acts. A person who has faith and believes in God uh, understands that, yeah, we you we are responsible. We are um, we are to be uh, be socially responsible and understand that we are going to be held um, according to our deeds. We will have to. Um, you know, learn, relearn certain behavioral patterns that we have grown accustomed to, and it falls on our shoulders. It is, it is our journey, and therefore, this journey needs to always be one of uh, of growth. Faith in God is about growth. It's about understanding. It's about, um, you know, just uh, being the best person that you can possibly be. At the same time, being very. Um, being considerate of those around you and life around you. So, you know, it's, um, there's the, the message in the Bible and it goes all the way back to, to Adam of how Adam and Eve and their sin, their supposedly, um, apple eating, uh, sin. Um, and somehow that was transferred over to us, to every other generation that we inherited that sin and therefore we will always be sinful but again, um, if Adam existed and if Eve existed, then whatever they did, they were, they were responsible for their work and their deeds. But there's no reason why you should believe that you are carrying on Adam's uh, sins or Eve's sins, because you're not. Um, you are a completely different generation, a completely different uh, scenario is unfolding, a complete, completely different story uh, is being written, and you are the writer of that story. Therefore, you should not believe that um, you're, uh, you're, in, you're taking on the, the legacy of Adam or Eve 
or that you have uh, inherited their sins and therefore nothing you do will ever be good, that you will always be, you will just fail because that's just what you, that's just what happens when you are a sinner. You're just going to fail and you're going to fall flat on your face and uh, nobody's going to help you because that's what sin does. That's, you know, that's what they're preaching. That's what uh, Christianity preaches. And I've, I've had situations where um, I've ended up in Bible study and people have told me that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, they have told me that, um, yeah, because of sin, God separates the self uh, from you because sin is so gross and sin is so nasty. Um, but no, I, God is not the kind of God that um, attaches and detaches in the way that human beings do. As human beings, we, you know, when we don't get our way with other people, we tend to want to separate ourselves from them because, well, we didn't get the, 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 um, the something, the resource, the, the same um, belief as, as we do. Uh, therefore, we feel as though we have to separate. But that's not how God operates. You have to believe that God is a God of continuity, that God is always going to be with you in your good times and your bad times. Because I want to believe that God is a practical God. God sees our, our, um, our journey. God sees how things get to be bad. And uh, at that point, when we need people the most and we need God the most, it's God who, who comes through while people detach and they separate. Um, because, you know, as human beings, we feel like we just don't have the, some people just don't have the patience to deal with other people's problems and so forth. So, you know, sin is, is um, the word sin, I, I don't even use that word. I mean, I've stand, I've, I'm getting more comfortable without the religious jargons. Um, and sin is one that is out of my mind, specifically since I left, you know, Christianity. There's like no need for me to have that word in my mind anyway. And I simply rely on on growth. I simply rely on um, on God and on betterment. And that's how my mind frame is is set now. Uh, so you know, I encourage you to again. I'm always encouraging you. I'm always um, you know telling you that you are a you are a divine spiritual creation of God. We are following God's blueprint. Uh, and therefore God is always going to be with you. God is not going to separate itself from you because you had a bad day or that you did something bad. Um, you are expected to grow from that. You have the capability to understand your, um, your, um, your mistakes and to grow from them. So, you know, keep, uh, keep strong in God, keep your focus on God and, um, Try not so much to rely on uh, these biblical messages because they are just so filled with paradoxes. They are so uh, many times antithetical to to who God is and what God wants. And you as the reader of the Bible, you have to know that. You have to know that you are reading the work of human beings and their their experiences uh, and all of that have uh, have passed, have finished. Now it's your turn to live your life, to grow in faith and to grow stronger. So thanks again for joining Formerly Christian. Thank you for being a guest and a follower. And I will hope to have you in my audience again. Thank you.